0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the program, the daily devotional, and the podcast and videos when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael in part three of his special message in Psalm 42 called Hope in God.
1: Now, in a sobering text, and I want to qualify and say to you that this text is does not apply directly to our time. But there are some things just to ponder here. This is Jeremiah 9. I'm going to read verse 1 and 18 through 24. And I just want you to hear these words. I'm reading from the NIV. And here's what it says. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, when his uh, own nation was judged by God, said, Oh, Jeremiah 9, 1, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night for the slain of my people. We know uh, recently we just heard some staggering statistics from Italy about people who have perished. Let them come quickly and wail over us. This is verse 18 now. Till our eyes overflow with tears and water, streams from our eyelids. The sound of wailing is heard from Zion. How ruined we are. How great is our shame. We must leave our land because our houses are in ruins. This is the captivity now. Now, O women, hear the word of the Lord. Open your ears to the words of his mouth. Teach your daughters how to wail. Teach one another a lament. Death has climbed in through our windows and has entered our fortresses. It has cut off the children from the streets and the young men from the public squares. Say, this is what the Lord declares, 22, Jeremiah 9. The dead bodies of men will lie like refuse on the open field, like cut grain behind the reaper with no one to gather them. This is what the Lord says. Let not, 23, the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts boast about this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. Now take a breath. Now, we know, as you turn back to Psalm 42, with this virus, that, not everybody's going to get it. And from what I hear from the CDC, about 80%, that, 80% of the people that do get it will have mild symptoms. And uh, I heard uh, Pastor Steve Wilburn talking. He was on KKLA and he said, you know, he was reading 2 Chronicles 20 about Jehoshaphat and he had three armies coming at him and he began to pray. And the Lord is faithful. Here's my point. We're not living in the time of Jeremiah. But we have had something devastating hit the whole world. And I think it's really important that we turn back to God. That is my uh, encouragement. That is my prayer. It's on the prayer list that we've handed out to you. These things, 42.4 of Psalm, I, I remember Psalm 42 And I pour out my soul within me, for I used to go along with a throng and lead them in procession to the house of God. This is probably when the ark first came into Israel, when David was dancing before the ark in 2 Samuel 6, with the voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. I used to be with the people of God. I used to be coming at the days of uh, festivals around the uh, temple or the tabernacle, a happier past. There's an application to our churches. The psalmist is sad that he can't worship with God's people at God's temple, and, and we're kind of sad too. But here's the good news. David would return to the city of David, to Jerusalem, and I'm confident that the Lord is going to heal our land as we cry out to our God, because he is merciful. And so the psalmist says in verse five, why are you in despair? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed or in turmoil or disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. Hold on, an answer is coming. Why are you in despair? Somebody might say, why not? Look at what's going on. And sometimes what we need to do in times like this is do some healthy self-talk. Maybe call it a pep talk. I heard John Corson say, you know what? You can talk yourself into depression and you can talk yourself out of depression. You see, our self-talk, how we talk to ourselves is really important. And we need to be encouraged that our hope is in God. If you're bummed out right now, if you're depressed, if if you're if you're you know doing a bunch of stinking thinking, talk yourself out of it and say, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore because I hope in God. What's the worst thing that could happen? I gave you the statistics about the virus and I'm not downplaying it because it is serious. But even if we die, where are we headed? We're going to heaven, man. To be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord. So as a believer, we have a peace, his peace that passes understanding. My peace I give to you, my shalom, not as the world gives. I don't know where the world's looking right now, maybe, to medicine. And thank God for our medical people, our doctors, and people who work to try to get discoveries. And there's some promising things going on with some possible medications for this virus. But ultimately, our hope, our peace is in God. See, it's not just for this life. It's also on our death and the life to come. See, as a Christian, I haven't put all my stock in this world. I've put my hope in the living God. And hope is the opposite of turmoil. Hope is the opposite of despair. Amen? Hope is in God. He is the God of hope. Though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous, young men stumble badly. Yet those who wait or hope in the Lord will gain, what, new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles they will do the impossible. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. I can do all, see, I would normally wait for you to say it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Lord is my hope. The Lord is my strength. Quick fixes will not do. For the long run, what is hope? Hope is biblical assurance. Biblical hope, it's firm assurance. It's a firm confidence centered in Jesus Christ. It's just simply hope is faith looking forward. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Let's put our hope and trust in the Lord. Oh my God, verse six, my soul is in despair within me. It's not bad to be honest with God. We should do that. Therefore, I remember thee, I remember you from the land of the Jordan and the peaks of Hermon from Mount Mitzar. Now, David was pushed away from Jerusalem to the Transjordan area. And this is probably what he's talking about. And he says, Lord, he turns his self-talk from negative to positive into prayer. Oh my God, now he starts praying. My soul is in despair within me. I'm gonna be honest, this is where I'm at, but I remember you. The Bible says, cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you, Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. God loves us. We're his people. Jesus died for us. And memorials are all throughout the Bible, like the Passover and communion and the spring and fall feast and the memorial stones of Joshua 4. Remember who you are. Remember your God. He made the world and everything in it. He's on his throne. He's in control. It's gonna be okay. You see, we can be still and know. We can relax and know He is God, and he'll be exalted in every nation of the world. Psalm 46, 10 and 11. Deep calls to deep, verse 7. I hear the tumult of the raging seas, new living translation. At the sound of thy waterfalls, all thy breakers and thy waves have rolled over me. Now, some scholars believe verse 7 is more of a deluge of problems. It seems like when problems come, they come one after another like waves, and you can barely get a breath. And that's how these times have certainly felt. But maybe there's another application here and the deluge could be the water in the early verses of the psalm that the psalmist was longing for. Maybe we could see this as waves of living water. And even though we're in the midst of waves of problems, God has waves of living water and they never run out. Grace upon grace is what God gives to us. They just keep coming and so maybe this is a reference to I thirst for you and the waves of love start coming. Waves of love. Uh, you, could, you could call them torrents of grace coming into our lives, rolling over me, Lord, let it rain. I think verse eight might prove this out. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and his song will be with me in the night. When I was, pri- I was crying in the day and night, Earlier in the psalm, well now, instead of me crying, I'm going to receive the living water and I'm going to focus on his loving kindness, his covenant love, has said in verse eight, and he's going to give me a song in the night, a prayer to the God of my life. Jacob said, this God has been my shepherd all of my life. God is good. And you know, um, I found myself just praying some really simple prayers right now, a prayer to the God of my life. Oh, Lord, be merciful. Oh, Lord, bring us back to you. Each day, New Living Translation, verse eight, the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me and through each night I sing songs, praying to God who gives me life. Let's take advantage of the time. If if we're able to be at home with our families right now and we've had a really busy schedule, how about some worship? How about extra time getting to know our Bibles? Many of us would confess we barely opened our Bibles in between Sundays. Now's a time to redeem and get to know God. Summon your might, your power, O God. Display your power, O God, as you have in the past. Psalm 68, 28. Lord, I put in my notes, bring your lakes of loving kindness, your waves and surges of songs of hope, Lord, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven and wash away this plague and the spiritual drought in our land.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment.
1: Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app.
0: Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth.
1: Lord, let it rain. I think verse 8 might prove this out. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and his song will be with me in the night. When I I was crying in the day and night earlier in the psalm, well now, instead of me crying, I'm going to receive the living water, And I'm going to focus on his loving kindness, his covenant love has said in verse eight, and he's going to give me a song in the night, a prayer to the God of my life. Jacob said, this God has been my shepherd all of my life. God is good. And, you know, um, I found myself just praying some really simple prayers right now, a prayer to the God of my life. Oh, Lord, be merciful. Oh, Lord, bring us back to you. Each day, New Living Translation, verse eight, the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. And through each night, I sing songs, praying to God who gives me life. Let's take advantage of the time. If, if we're able to be at home with our families right now, and we've had a really busy schedule. How about some worship? How about extra time getting to know our Bibles? Many of us would confess we barely opened our Bibles in between Sundays, now's a time to redeem and get to know God. Summon your might, your power, O God. Display your power, O God, as you have in the past. Psalm sixty-eight twenty-eight, Lord, I put in my notes. Bring your lakes of loving kindness, your waves and surges of songs of hope, Lord. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven and wash away this plague and the spiritual drought. In our land, Psalm 92 says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to thy name, O Most High, to declare thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness by night. Psalm 1 and two. Here's the spiritual roadmap or prescription for healing if you're in turmoil. Get back to God. Do some healthy self-talk. Let your prayer life improve. Cry out to God that he'll let revival reign in your heart and start singing worship songs that you love and sing them in the morning and sing them at night. I will say to God my rock. He goes back, he says, why have you forgotten me? Life is still tough though. Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? He remembers that God is his rock, but he also remembers that he's in difficult times. And we we can't deny that we're in difficult times. But here's what God says to us in Isaiah 49, 14 through 17. Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. God says, Isaiah 49, 15. Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, but I will not forget you. I'm unable to forget you. Behold, I've inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Your builders hurry, your destroyers and devastators will depart from you. We are gonna see an end to this. We are gonna see, uh, even though sorrow may last for the night, joy will come in the morning. Hold on, dear saint. The King David was restored and our world, as we pray, will experience the mercy of God. I'm confident of that. Final few verses. As a shattering of my bones, my adversaries revile me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? A little bit more detail of what may be causing the tears of the psalmist, David, when bad things happen. Have you noticed? Inevitably, the the mocking starts something like this. Well, where's your God? Or where is this God of yours? New Living Translation. And I know that the world tends to do that. At least some of the world. Some of the world... Hopefully it's turning to God, but sometimes we get the mocking. Why? This age-old problem of evil. Y'all should have been here for the book of Job. (laughs) But you can catch up right now, and you can find out about the problem of evil. It's a problem, but the power of the gospel. We'll be doing more of Job on Wednesday nights when you join us on YouTube. But it's a bummer when people are mocking, and some of you may be asking the question, well, why are bad things happening? Well, there's no guarantee that the righteous will be spared of affliction. The church hasn't for 2,000 years. Here's Psalm 34, 18 through 20. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He keeps all his bones, a prophecy of Jesus now. Not one of them is broken. Jesus was not even spared from the problem of evil. He experienced redemptive suffering on the cross for us. God's son wasn't spared. God doesn't keep us from all affliction, but he'll see us through all affliction. And that's the biblical promise that we have. Listen to the words of Joel as we think about the churches and the nation returning to God. In that locust plague I told you about, this is Joel two twelve through 14. It says, yet even now, declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart and with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Now return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and relenting of evil. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him. God is so good, so merciful. Man, he showed his mercy on the cross. And that's why we can end with this main thought. Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Let's mark it. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, and I be my savior and my God. Things will get better. Let's hold on to God He's the lifter of my countenance. He's the lifter of my head. Let's look to him right now. Maybe more fervently than we ever had before. Many are saying, who will show us any good? Psalm 4, 6, lift up the light of thy countenance upon us, O Lord. This is why the psalmist can be encouraged and you and I can be encouraged. God is good. And when his face shines on you, no matter what's going on around you, he's the lifter of your head. You can check out Psalm 3. And here, the new living, why am I discouraged? Verse 11, why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for all those who have joined us, opened their Bibles, and got into a most beautiful and precious psalm, medicine for our souls, a road map back to hope. And Lord, through the encouragement of the scriptures, we have hope. You're the God that gives encouragement and perseverance. And I pray that over your people. I pray that you would give them encouragement. You're the God of hope. Romans fifteen thirteen. I pray you'd pour fresh hope into your people. I pray that they would be renewed and mount up with wings like eagles. They would be blessed and encouraged. And I want to say to you, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says Jesus Christ is our hope. You can check out 1 Timothy 1.1. He is our hope. He's the hope of the world. Have you met him? Do you know him? Do you need to come back to him? If you've never trusted in Jesus, what a wonderful time to do it right now. To know that this God who made the world became one of us and died on the cross to give us hope. Trust in him today. It's just something very simple. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me, rising from the dead. I place my faith and my hope in you. Be my Lord, be my Savior, be my God and be my King. I repent. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and I ask you to be my Lord and I want to follow you. Help me follow you all the days of my life. I want to say to the church family, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for your prayers and your love. It's really felt and it's it's something that's very precious. And I speak on behalf of all of the pastors and staff when I say you're very precious to us.
0: You're listening to Hope in God Part 3 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 42. A reminder that Pastor Michael's sermons on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings will be live streamed until the coronavirus shutdowns are lifted. You can also watch previous messages from Pastor Michael too. Visit walkintruth.com today. That's walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael.
1: Well, I wanted to say uh, something to our folks out there who may be, maybe you live alone. Maybe you're um, a person who you might even be one of our silver saints and, uh, Maybe you don't have a lot of family and you've been encouraged to stay in. And so not a lot of people are visiting you either. And you feel kind of lonely and maybe you feel really lonely. And, uh, you know, God uh, is near to the brokenhearted and he knows our loneliness. And you may have even felt lonely prior to this whole coronavirus thing happening. And so what do you do? What do you do when you feel Lonely. Well, you're going to anticipate what I'm going to say as a pastor, and that is that you would call upon the Lord and know that when you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. I would encourage you to open your Bible, especially go to the Psalms. The Psalms can be medicine for our souls. And just pick a Psalm that maybe matches the day of the month or start in chapter one, or especially maybe look at Psalm 42 or Psalm 46 and let the Bible, let God's living word minister to you. I'd also say reach out to a church. Uh, You can call us during business hours at 844-48-TRUTH if you don't have a home church, and we'll be happy to pray with you and listen to you. Uh, We care about you. So please reach out to God first and to others. That, I think, is the remedy. Can I pray for you? Father, I pray for the lonely hearts out there. In many ways, we can all feel loneliness, even in the midst of a crowd, and now we're separated from each other, and we're missing friends and family members and physical touch in some cases and hugs and just the things that we took for granted. It's, it's in some ways it's amazing that they're, they've been stripped from us, but Lord, I, I'm going to pray that you would fill in those gaps. You know, many of your, uh, your great men and women uh, found themselves in prison or banished to islands Um, They didn't have a lot of people around them, but they had you and you were enough. And and I pray that people will find that you are enough and that you administer your grace and peace and your strength and provision to those who are lonely and hurting and just encourage them that you're going to see them through this. May your healing salve go out. May your grace be poured upon that life that needs you now in Jesus' name. We love you. This is Pastor Michael. We'll catch you next time on Walking Truth.
0: Come back tomorrow for another encouraging message from Pastor Michael in Psalm 46 called Be Still. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to reach out with God's truth to encourage, teach, and bless you during this time of hardship.